everybody, and welcome back to the ninth episode of the Trevor Podcast. Podcast. Why am I emphasizing everything? I have no idea. You should. I'm your host, Justin Alonzo. I am joined by my co-host, Nicholas O'Brien. Hello. How are you doing, Nicholas O'Brien? I'm all right. What am I doing? I'm, fi- I'm fighting a little something, but mm. I'm giving the content Fighting your to the demons? People. Yeah, but it's okay. If you hear me sniffle throughout the episode, I apologize. Demons called stuffy nose. Yeah. Are <laughs> you fighting my demons? <laughs> my tummy hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh... I have no plan on what to go for from here. So we're gonna be talking about um the Yankees uh winning another series, only team in baseball not to lose a series this mm. year, and the Mets doing what the Mets did. I forget um because that was like ten years ago. Taking two out of three from the L A Dodgers. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was like twenty years ago. I know because the Yankees wanted to have an off okay, day on I'm Monday. Sorry. I'm sorry. So we had to push back the yeah, episode. Yeah, you know why they had an off day on Monday? Blame the Yankees. Blame you, the Yankees. Do you know? Do you know Yankees. why they had an off day on Monday? Why they have an off day on Monday? Because the Red Sox played on Monday for Patriots Day to. To remember the people that died in the Boston Marathon. Yeah, now you feel bad, don't you? Oh, because the Red Sox played the Angels. Yeah. Man. It was because right. of, because of the Boston Marathon. Now, sorry. now you right. feel bad, don't yeah, you? Now, now I'm yeah, apologize. Now apologize. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. So, anyways. Uh, into Bronx. Into the Bronx. The Bronx. Hello, and welcome back to the Bronx, where we are celebrating another series win. As I mentioned in the intro, the Yankees are the only team in baseball to not lose a series. Um, feels fun. Yeah. So, get into it. Let's yeah, let's get into the injury update brought to you by the Trevor OMD, um, greatest fantasy name of all time. So, Carlos Rodon is getting another CAT scan on his back, still believed to be minor. Who knows at this point? What's happening with that? Mm-hmm. Shut up. If only, if only someone Shut warned up. you that Rodon is injury riddled. Shut up. Um, who knows with that? I yeah. think, based off what you're seeing, I think they're just being uber cautious. First year of like a mega contract. No, no. And look, it's it's still only mm-hmm. April. I mean, like we're almost into May, but yeah. it's a long, it's a long rather season. Rather pitch in the postseason then. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Stanton is officially diagnosed with a grade two hamstring strain. He's out four to six weeks. Literally baby him. Yeah. Baby. I don't care if it's eight or eight weeks to ten weeks. Baby him so this is not an issue. Yeah. Right on the road. Yeah. Some I good agree. news though. Um. Well, let me. Donaldson got a setback. He did a rehab game. Felt tightness, so he shut down again. Yeah. Um. Something to note. Now, getting into the good news, Harrison Bader is doing a rehab start today. Um. They. The Yankees tried like doing something slick by trying to convince us Ben Rortfed is real and ah. saying that he's doing a rehab start today no in way. a single A. No way. I think that's just the front office manipulation trying to push this agenda yeah. that uh, Ben Rortfed is real. Mm-hmm. The shadow government. The shadow um, government. Luis Severino threw a sim game on Thursday. He pitched to Harrison Bader, and apparently Harrison Bader was like, like what the hell? Like this dude is just. He looked good. Yeah, he looked great. Very nice. Apparently, he like broke. Two bats. Oh shit. Yeah, like Okay. Um that's really it. No real like cool stories to like get into, so we'll get into the game recap. Game <laughs> one, um, another Clark Schmidt L with yeah. a five to two Angels victory. Um, top of the first, uh Taylor Ward doubles, then that 
Otani guy hits a home run, two nothing. Angels and that Otani guy. <laughs> um, then Anthony Rendon knocks in Trout to make it three nothing. Renfro knocks in Rendon, four nothing. Bottom of the fourth, Anthony Volpe walked with a base loaded Judge sack fly to make it four two. That's an issue that we've seen in the beginning of the year. They can't really blow it open except yeah. for a third game, but we'll get into that. <laughs> um, then top of the fifth, Rendon sack fly to make it five two Angels. That really that ended Kinda, the scoring. Yeah. Clark just did not look good. In 3.2 innings of work, gave up six hits, four and runs, zero walks, five Ks. No walks. No walks. No I walks. Mean, yeah. <laughs> We're going to look at anything. Five Ks. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Jose Suarez threw 3.1 innings pitch, three hits, two earned runs, six walks and one strikeout, six walks and 3.1 innings pitch. Yikes. Like, Clark Schmidt better. They were doing good against them. They just couldn't. Breakout. Yeah. Like, that's what? That's nine base runners through three and a third? Yeah. That's... And you score how many runs? Two. Yeah. That's just... You gotta, you gotta get... You just gotta get more there. And that also doesn't include the judge sack fly. Right. That doesn't inclu- count as a base runner. Yeah. And that's, like, a run, so... Right. Right. All right. But that was the Yankees' obligatory one loss of the <laughs> series. Um, game two was a 3-2 to two Yankees win. Uh, Joni Burrito versus Griffin Canning. Uh, both of them not real names. Um, <laughs> top of the first inning, Aaron Judge robs Shohei Otani of a home run for the second year in a row. That's pretty funny. This was a bomb. I know. It was, there was a thing of like, they did like the stack ass numbers like, oh, balls hit this hard, this far, this launch angle, whatever. Right. And that was the only ball out of like 2,000 that was not a home run. Right. So that's just Because of crazy. some seven foot guy in center field. And also, <laughs> Yankee Stadium being bigger than people realize. Uh-huh. Um, so, in the bottom of the first, uh, Anthony Volpe gets a single. Then that Aaron Judge guy hets a home run. Um, then they get 2 nothing. that Aaron Judge guy. Um, all right, bottom of the third, I just wanted to mention this because it uh, fits my narratives. Mm-hmm. Um, Volpe walks. Steal sec. They didn't call it a steal. I think it should have been a steal because yeah. he was thrown out. On a ball that was five feet in front of the catcher. Right. Um, and then steals third. Um, and real then, quick, real quick. I think the most impressive thing for me on the steal of second is, just, is how long it took the catcher to realize. But it's like, yeah. But it, it didn't even take him too, too long. It's no, I know. Wolfie's like instinct to just right. go. Yeah. Like made it look like it was it's a just, lot worse than it really was. Yeah. Um, then the top of the fourth, Volpe makes a wild play. Um, I just wanted to include certain things that it's like, because I'm not sure how you feel, but I definitely think that like both aspects of the game play off each other. Yeah. Like how many times do you see a guy make like crazy play in the field, hits a home run. Right. So I think like it also goes both ways. Definitely. Um, top of the fifth, Taylor Ward, RBI ground out to make it 2-1 Yankees. Um, top of the eighth, two out single for Hunter Renfro. Um, there was like a weird balk. 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 I can never Balk. pronounce it. I can just never pronounce it. That, like, Balk. no one thought it should have been a call. Uh-huh. Like, not a single person thought it should have been a call. Except for the umpires. Except for the umpires. And there was also a play earlier where there was a balk. Right. And the pitcher for the Angels balked, but they didn't call it. And IKF ended up getting thrown out. The only time you'll hear me defending IKF. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that... Got run for it a second, yeah. then Gio Urshela, Yankee legend, hit a bloop single. 
that Scored for it. that role. Yeah. So, so it's just like it's one of those things where it's frustrating. Yeah. And I think stuff like that. We'll, you always know something like that's gonna happen. We'll talk about umpires. Trust me. Oh yeah. But I I hate how subjective some of these rules are, especially the balk and I don't especially know what a something else. Means. Exactly. I. I I have watched baseball for the last, like, five years. Right. My dad has watched baseball his entire life. <laughs> Neither of us have an idea what a check swing is. I mean, is. by the rule book, I'm pretty sure if the bat crosses the plate, yeah. that's a check swing. Yeah, but I also know some umpires do it by wrist. Right. If the wrist so breaks, like, then it's a check swing. So No one knows. Except for the umpire who calls it. And then he's they probably wrong. They don't know. But it's frustrating. Um, all right. Anyways. Whatever. Still on the top of the eighth, um, that Aaron Judge guy. Makes a crazy play um, in center field. <laughs> that Aaron Judge guy <laughs> makes a crazy play in, to rob an extra base hit that would have scored another run. The bottom of the eighth, uh, I'm only mentioning this because it fits my narrative. Volpe leadoff hit. Mm-hmm. Um, only reason why I mentioned that. Top of the ninth. Um, yeah, Clay, Clay Holmes does his thing. Mm. Um, but before that, <laughs> um, to, again, to fit my narrative. Um, Anthony Volpe makes a play. Like, that play in the fourth was wild. Yeah. He made one ten times better. And let me – I have the numbers here. Give me one second. He hit 74th percentile in outs above average. But I think we both agree, like, he played better than that. Yeah. In the the, eye, the eye tests a little better. Just a yeah, tad. because the thing – like, his arm strength isn't good. Right. But just the ability to, like – the transition. Well, the hand is li- like I've never seen someone Super make quick, that yeah. transition faster than that. It's, and that was like a thing too, yeah. in the minors. Like that was like his big thing. Right. Um, and then yeah, Clay Holmes does. Clay, Clay Holmes, Holmes things. Um, hits Taylor Ward, walks Otani, gets two zero on Trout, gets full on Trout, then ended up striking Trout out on a check swing that was probably not a check swing. Right. I. Check he swings, what are you? He scares me, bro. He's Houdini right. act of the day. Bottom of the ninth, uh, pinch hit Peraza against a lefty instead of Hicks. That was Interesting, interesting. Because the whole thing of Hicks is going to start against lefties. You don't pinch hit Hicks right. for a lefty. Um, yeah, he gets, Peraza immediately gets hit by the pitch, doing your job. Your job is to get on base. Just, on base, yeah. Um, Oswaldo push bunts too hard. Angels end up getting the lead runner. Um... Then Trevino strikes out. Oswaldo steals second on the strikeout. Then another thing. Franchi Cordero got pinch hit by IKF. You're pinch hitting IKF, who at that point did not have an RBI in the season, had like two hits on the season over Hicks. I'm not saying you should have pinch hit Hicks. I'm just saying. It's very telling. Against the lefty, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, IKF ended up getting out. Um, so then we go to the bottom of the tenth. Um, Volpe bunted. Yeah. Lead off inning. I just don't get that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I just don't get it. It's one of those things you have Judge behind him, but then he's by the way they they did a scoreless top of the tenth. Right. But you have Judge behind him. He's gonna probably get walked anyway. That's exactly. It's. I don't know. I. I because you would think he'd get pitches to hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the same time, he should get the bunt down, which he didn't. Mm-hmm. But that's he shouldn't be bunting in the first place. Exactly. Because I have, like, a little thing. is like, Judge is on deck. No matter what, unless the game is over, Aaron Judge is going to be intentionally walked. Right. But Volpe, one of his 
key things we'll get into later is he is elite at walking, right. at taking your walk. So you get first and second, they may not walk judge. They may walk judge. That way, if they do intentionally walk judge, okay, running, winning runs to scoring position, you could still win on a double play ball. Right. So it's like there's no reason to have him bunt. Any way you look at it, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, I just. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but. Um, whatever. So, mm-hmm. shocker, they intentionally walked Judge. Right. Um, I don't think IKF got the third. I think it wasn't that good of a bunt. No, um, it was a pop-up. Yeah, pop-up. Yeah. 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 That was another, like, thing. Um, Rizzo gets hit. Shocker. So, base loaded, uh, Gleyber Torres with a walk-off sack fly. Yay. I'm seeing people give Gleyber shit for walking the game off. I know it. How dare he hit a sack fly? How dare he? It's almost like people don't understand there's a thing called situational hitting. Yeah. His job is to get the run in. There's one out. Right. Any way you can get that run in, it does not matter. Just wait, get wait, the, the run in. The only thing you don't need to do in that situation is hit double a ground play. ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hit a single, hit a double, hit a fucking, I don't know. But yeah. it's... It, hit a baseball. I, just hit it. Just not on the ground. And he did it. That, that's the whole thing, too, is like your job, elevate the baseball. Yeah. He did it. it did and it won the game. So, like. <clears throat> Whatever. You're an idiot if you're making fun of Glaber for that. Um, and I will stand. I will fight people on that. <laughs> I will. Um, to give the starting lines, Joni Burrito, uh, 4.1 innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, three walks, three strikeouts. Much the walks better. were a little concerning. Right. Um, At least he got out of the first inning this time. Yeah. That was. <laughs> um. Griffin Canning, 5.1 innings pitched, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, four strikeouts. Give me a second, I'm dying. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a point where, like, after the judge home run, he retired, like, eight straight. Right. So it's like, they did kind of, like, shut down. Yeah. Um, that's really it for game two. Game three was a 9-3 to three Yankees win. Um, so it was Nestor Cortez versus... Patrick Sandoval, a duel of two slower-throwing lefties. Um, Volpe, leadoff walk in the bottom of the first. Judge single, Rizzo single, one nothing Yankees. Peraza, base-loaded walk, 2 nothing Yankees. Jose Trevino, base-clearing double, 5 nothing Yankees. That was a perfect first inning, but then they kind of just like... All right, we're done. Yeah, which, like, <laughs> I, I've mentioned that how yeah. many times that, like, Patrick Sandoval was at, like, 75 pitches through three innings. Yeah. You're still able to pitch the fourth inning. Right. You got to knock gotta that guy out. out of. Yeah, you have like, to. And the Angels' bullpen was depleted. You're probably going to be playing some bum. Get your stats. Some get some confidence. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah. You're going to get the guy that, like, all right, we don't care the about your guy. Yeah. Just get out. He's going to option you tomorrow yeah. anyways. Probably DFA you. Yeah. Um, get that confidence. Get just – Pad your stats. Yeah. Everyone pads stats. I don't care who it's against. It, but. It's one of those things where, like, you can't take your foot off the gas. Exactly. I mean, especially now that I feel like run differential has a lot more weight to it, mm. that you kind of just score as many runs as you can because mm. you never know when it's going to come to bite you in the ass. Mm. Um, yeah, with all these, like, tiebreakers. Right, with all the new tiebreaking um, rules. So, top of the fifth, uh... What's his name? The catcher? I forgot. His Logan? first name? No, his first name. Logan? Logan O'Hoppy? Logan O'Hoppy. Singles to make it 5-1 Yankees. Ward sack fly, 5-2 Yankees. Um, O'Hoppy, again, in the top of the seventh. RBI double makes it 5-3 Yankees. 
Um, bottom of the seventh, DJ with running the scoring position. Shocker. Hits a double, 6-3 ANTs. IKF does something. He uh, gets a bases loading, uh, bases loaded single to get two RBIs in. And then I completely forgot to write in my notes. The ninth run, I'm 95% sure it was a Peraza base hit. Okay. It's either a walk or a base hit. I think <laughs> the, I know it was Peraza. Okay. I want to say it was a base hit. Right. Sure. Doesn't matter. Um. All right. So the pitching lines from that game: Nestor six innings pitched, four hits, three earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Patrick Sandoval four innings pitched, four hits, five earned runs, six walks, five strikeouts. I think Nestor pitched a lot better yeah. than three runs. Right. He kind of just like had that one inning, really, and like right. the fifth, where it was just kind of like some. The, not necessarily him, but just some like unlucky stuff right. that happened. Um, top of the seventh, that was his run. He pitched six plus, not six innings. Let me just clarify that. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's, I feel like as much as you'd like less than three runs, I mean, I feel like that's kind of perfect. He was, if he had done less than three runs, so two or less runs, he would have set the Yankee franchise record for consecutive starts with allowing two or fewer runs. Uh, now he's fine. tied with the Yankees franchise record for consecutive starts, not allowing more than three. That's funny. So, that yeah. Sucks. Making the unearned run. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it was. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, that's it for the game recaps, really. Um, some overall thoughts I had. Um, Volpe's discipline is impressive. I kind of alluded to that. Yeah. Um, um, so, this is the stat. That I was telling you that I was, like, looking at. Yeah, you're keeping away from it. I was, yeah, I was, like, kind of teasing you about. So, in 2018, because this is the most recent data I could find, the average pitches per plate appearance was 3.89. That includes walks. That includes everything. Okay. Um, game one, he went 0 for 3 with two walks. In five plate appearances, he saw 30 pitches. Six pitches per plate appearance. Right. Game two, 2 for 3 with a walk in four plate appearances. I didn't include the bunt because I thought... Yeah. That's like that's not it's a, a th- real plate appearance. It's a throwaway. That's like a throwaway plate appearance. So that's another six pitches per plate appearance. Right. Game three, 0 for 3 with two walks, 26 pitches in five plate appearances, 5.2 pitches per plate appearance. That's a significant amount more average, and right. that's exactly what you want from leadoff hitting. Definitely, yeah. The hits aren't there, but they'll come. They'll come. He's very selective right. in the pitches he's taking. And I think that's definitely going to translate. The more pitches he sees, the more right. comfortable. He'll, he'll get his pitch to The hit. more he learns yeah, about pitching. Definitely. Like, I uh, mentioned it earlier. I didn't give the number. But he is 93rd percentile of walks in Major League Baseball. Yeah. He'll Bow be play. Bow play. Especially leadoff. I mean, they've been – was he leadoff all three games? Yes. That's I another think, thing. Yeah, I think he's kind of found his home. You can't move him off there. No. And he's, I mean, no, he's a, he's a great leadoff guy. I mean, especially the steals and his little dancing on first base. But he's the perfect leadoff guy, and he's going to make pitchers work mm. that very first at-bat. And even uh, the judge home run, he got, like, two or three hanging pitches. Right. Because Volpe's just like, whoop, 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 Yeah, <laughs> right. So, gets into the pitcher's head. It gives some, yeah. some other guys behind him better pitches to hit. Exactly. So, I think it it's probably... No, it is the, the probably the best lineup construction it you is. can have. I agree. Um, some other numbers about him. In his first 36 plate appearances, he had a 32 WRC+, plus, which is just that's rough. bad. Rough. <laughs> that's, rough. That means he is 
68% worse, worse than, than average. the average. Yeah. Um, but in his, in his next 29 plate appearances, he has a 304 average, 448 on base, 478 slugging with a 172 WRC+. Plus. So that is just like... Yeah, this got to give the kids time. That he's that's like, it'll, that's that's crazy. One seventy two. Twenty plate appearances. Thirty. Thirty. Sorry. Thirty. Sorry. But still, no. It's I think the imp- It's good to see the improvement. Yes, because I think that does matter. Because yeah, Grant is small sample size, but the at bats look a lot more competitive. Right. Yeah. So no. Definitely. Definitely. I think that does matter. Um, just this kind of like a throwaway stat that I saw. The Yankees are now 148 and 50 in games where Aaron Judge hits a home run. <laughs> I just I thought that was like a cool sure. stat. I yeah. just wanted to say that it's almost like that guy's good. Um, Pretty good at the baseball thing. Yeah, Anthony. R- I called this, so I drafted Anthony Rizzo in fantasy baseball. Let me just say that uh-huh. my main reason for doing that was because the shift was getting banned. Right. There's a lot of stuff I saw that in the minors and early in his career, Rizzo was a 280, 300 type hitter. Type, not, maybe not the numbers, but, like, that's the type yeah. of hitter he was. Then the shift got implemented. Then he started getting to, like, the 260s, 250s, like, more down. Right. Anthony Rizzo, without the shift, is hitting 344 with a 449 on base, 578 slugging for a 1.027 um, OPS. And also, I didn't even talk about this. In yesterday's game, he went 3 for 3 with two walks. Yeah. Love that. Love I also that. teased you with uh, this yesterday. Yes. I want you to guess what percentile he is in outs above average. That's just like saying, like, compared to other first basemen, how many more outs he yeah. makes. I want to say, like, upper 90s. Is he, like, 99th? 99th percentile. Statistically, he is – is that the best or second best? I believe that's second best. He is statistically the second best defensive yeah. first baseman in baseball. Right. I'm not saying he is the best, but right now he's right the now? best first baseman in baseball. I don't think that overall, overall, if you include defense, including defense, no, I I still think no Alonzo. Alonzo's the better. amount of runs he saved though. I mean Alonzo's not. Look up Alonzo right now. He's been ha- he's had a good defensive year right now. He's not going to be 99th percentile, but he's definitely not going to be like, like horrible. Yeah. I really hope no, I, I don't think so. The eye test tells me the other one. 84. 84. So, okay. ha. So, I think you give his little extra offensive production and you take a little hit on defense. Okay, fair. I thought he was, like, average. Yeah, average. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Put, put respect on his name. Okay. Put respect on the MLB home run leader's name. Uh, I put respect on the Alonzo name. I love that last name. I'm sure you it's do. It's a phenomenal last it name. It is. It's a great last name. It is. I agree. I love you, Dad. Thank you. Um... <laughs> So, there was another thing where DJ's getting a little unlucky. Oh, yeah? You would th- like, he, like, had kind of like a, we're saying that, but he has an 826 OPS. Right. He's hitting 250 with a 344 on base, four. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, no, just because the lighting, I couldn't know if that's an eight or six. Uh-huh. 482 uh-huh. slugging. Those are solid numbers. Yeah. But... Then you look at his, like, underlying numbers. He has 93rd percentile on average exit velo, 96th percentile on hard hit rate. So yeah. he is getting... A little unlucky. R- relatively unlucky. Given that he's, what, he's hitting 250, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I definitely say that's, like, 
Oh. I'd say a little. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Healthy DJ LeMayhew, just, that's his thing. Right. He's not going to be, he's not going to, like, give judge numbers at no. the top, but he's going to give consistent, hard-hit yes. baseballs and be, yes. like, a 90th percentile hard-hit guy because right. of his consistency. And that's what you want in the middle of your exactly. lineup. Especially um, RBI chances. You just exactly. got to put the ball in play and see what happens. Mm. And to fit my narrative about the over <laughs> for, yeah, my narratives are just. Yeah, this is a narrative episode. This is a narrative episode. To fit my narrative about him being a great defender anywhere you put him, uh-huh. and the me taking the over on, on his defensive, defensive run saves, yes, yes, he is 89th percentile and outs above average. Right. So now does that? I'm assuming it does. I don't know. I, I want to no say idea. it takes into account everything. I knew you were gonna say. Yeah. Who knows? I know. They have like three different like. I know. Outs above average one, two, three. Oswaldo Cabrera just has like 20. I know. That's fine. I, I want to say it's like. All together, but yeah, regardless, like, still very good. Like weighs it, maybe yeah. Like that's but overall still very good. Yes, very. very good. I've been saying this: a healthy DJ LeMayu is very, very useful, very good at baseball. <laughs> Speaking of um, Oswaldo Cabrera, he is awesome. It's fun to watch him. His defense is elite, but like yeah. his at bats are getting like getting a little they're, tough to watch. They're like getting uncompetitive. Mm. Um, he's hitting 228 with a 250 on base, 263 Oof. slugging. That is a I forgot to write the number. That is a 513 OPS. Yikes! That is not, it's not good. good. Not good. That's like you could tell. Is, is that like, worse than Hicks? <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Number crunching. No. Please no. Okay. No. Hicks. <laughs> Hicks is like so much worse, isn't he? Three forty-seven OPS. I want you to guess his OPS plus. That's adjusted to like league average. Two. No way. No, it's no actually. No way. <laughs> On the dot. A two OPS plus. So he's ninety-eight percent worse than the league average hitter. There was a point before yesterday's game that IKF had a minus fifty-four WRC plus. I saw plus. that. That means I didn't even know that was possible. Fifty-four percent worse. I did not know that was possible. That is rough. And I just want to talk about those two. He did make two really nice plays in the outfield. Yeah, definitely. One of them had a ninety-nine percent catch probability. The other one, look, you even said off the rip that rip that he took like such he's, a horrible he's, route. He takes such bad routes, but like, he's making up for it. Question it's mark. It's almost like Clint Frazier, where like the plays have like upper 90s like percent chance like make the plays but it looks so much harder because the route because he takes some shit i routes. will give frazier the benefit of the doubt because he literally had and i could i could em- or sympathize with him because he had right. like horrible migraines yeah and he literally said like he could not like the like the stadium was spinning right when he was fielding yeah so like that sure give him the benefit of the doubt ikf is just a very bad <laughs> and look Give him benefit of the doubt because he's never played the outfield until mm-hmm. now. But these routes are pretty bad. Yeah. And like I said it yesterday, it looks like he's trying to make it look a lot more flashy than it needs yeah, to be. So like he he's trying to team. impress somebody. But no, because I, th- I forgot what inning was, but it was a fly ball center field mm-hmm. that he kind of circled around yeah. instead of going like in a like straight a diagonal line. Yeah. Like he was like circling it. So he goes up. And then around, and then he has to dive to make the catch. Yeah. But if you just like kind of diagonally go straight for it, yeah. it's like an easy fly ball. Mm-hmm. So, 
so since we were talking about like his defense, yeah, I was curious to like look at his like underlying numbers. Guess what percentile he is for outs above average? Forty-three. Lower. Oh God. Thirty-five. Lower. Twenty-two. Lower. Two. Higher. Five. Higher. Ten. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yikes. And like his whole thing is like, oh, he's like a fast guy. He'll do that. Sixty-third percentile speed. Yeah. That's yeah. like a bit above average. Yeah. That's like. He has so many guys that are, like, faster yeah. than that. It's, like... What is he giving you at this point? Yeah, and obviously, like, he's not a hard hit guy. Yeah. 11th percentile max exit below. Yikes. And those are the only numbers they have on him. He doesn't, he play, doesn't play enough, yeah. So, it's, like, four hits, all singles. Right. He's just not, like... I've said this in the past. He is who he is. We can't be mad at him right. for being who he is. But... It doesn't fit the roster. It do, he doesn't fit. And I no. think just Trade deadline can't come soon enough. Yeah. Um, Even if then. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I had just like, because we're talking trade deadline, all that. Um, Aaron Hicks, it's just, again, don't want to harp on the guy, but like, when is it going to just be? Just let him go. Just DFA his, him. What was the mad bum? What, his? Two years, 37 left. Yeah, about thirty-seven, and they just cut ties. If the Arizona Diamondbacks, <laughs> yeah, who make who have a salary of what, like a third of the Yankees, right. half the Yankees, yeah, can cut a postseason legend in Madison Bumgarner, the Yankees can cut Aaron Hicks, Aaron Hicks, who it's less money, and he's like, it's subtraction, sub, addition, addition by, by subtraction. subtraction, getting rid of him because he has a negative WAR. Meaning he's he literally costing you. you games. He hurts you by playing. It's not yes. like a thing of like, he's, he's costing you. Ga- right. It costs more. You're saving money by cutting him. Right. When you think about it, just from I like guess. a pure value standpoint. Yeah. So it's just. It's time. It is time. We've, we've been saying it's time, but it's time. It really <laughs> is just like. You just got to get rid of him. I think. Yeah. I. I it's only April. I don't know how, how much longer he gets, but I can't see it being much, yeah. especially that you're pinch hitting to um, Peraza and, and Peraza. yeah. And we've seen how this organization treats Peraza, right? So, so it's like it, every every series, I feel like they make a move that's more and more telling mm-hmm. on their feelings about him. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's he's like best friends with Willie Calhoun and Franchi Cadero. Right. Because they're like his shields. Yeah. Like they're Willie Calhoun definitely before him. But honestly, I think it's a thing of like he has to decide between Hicks and Cordero and Cordero like still hitting. Yeah. Even even in the platoon role. It's like who do you Yeah. I think you just cut cut loose. That's like the smart thing. But Brian Cashman has an ego and four more years. So that's We'll see how that plays out. Oh, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> oh, that, I'm messing up my computer. Um, I clicked like five buttons. Good job. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, just like a look ahead at the three game series with the Blue Jays. Game one is Yusei Kikuchi versus Domingo Herman. I'm going to this game later today. I'm wearing a suit. I'm looking yeah, dapper. He's gonna look um, dapper. Thank I'll, you, J Dub. I'll, I'll I'll look at you. I'll look for you in the stands. Yeah. Um, Yusei Kuchi is this year's 2-0 with a 4-7 ERA. Domingo Herman is 1-1 with a 3-8-6 ERA. 
I did not have time to look into the numbers. I am 95% sure Aaron Judge literally has, like, a nursery in his house for Yusei Kikuchi. I see. I am 95% sure. Right. Um. Yeah, who knows what you're going to get with Domingo Rosengate, Herman. Mm-hmm. Um, because Rosen is very subjective. It's, it's very, apparently controversial it's now. It's very controversial. But we'll get into the that in a few. The thing they've been using since baseball started. Anyways. Um, anyways. Um, we'll speaking of it. sticky substances, I still remember there was a time when Kikuchi was on the Mariners. He literally just had, like, pine tar all over his hat, his hair, yeah. his arms. It was nothing. And he yeah. threw, like, seven scoreless innings. Right. And just nothing happened. Um, different time. Yeah, different, <laughs> different, different time. Yeah. Um, oh, this has nothing to do with the series, but one note I had I wanted to um nope. go into is MLB posted a list before the season started. Mm. Garrett Cole is not a top ten starting pitcher. They released another oh. list today. He is currently Garrett Cole is the number one pitcher on the list. He is. He is. <laughs> um, speaking of Garrett Cole, uh-huh. game two, Alec Manoa versus Garrett Cole. Manoa, Ooh, battle the aces. Yeah. Manoa is one and one with a 6.9. I can't see Yikes. the difference between six and eight. Uh, 6.98 ERA. And Yikes. I don't think it. it um, Yikes. For Garrett Cole, who is 4-0 and in Justin adjusted stats has a zero ERA. <laughs> Oh, no, but really he has a 0.95 year A. I will say this. Alec Manoa owns us. He right. does. His first start, his first MLB start was at Yankee Stadium. He threw, like, six scoreless innings. I think, do you have an opinion on why his numbers aren't that good? His slider. His slider doesn't look good. It's not getting, I don't, I, I, I would need to look at the numbers, mm. but his slider is not, I'm pretty sure it was, like, his good out pitch last year. He's not getting like the same bite on it. Mm. It's just it's I. It's not breaking. It's not like. Do you have a reason for that, or cause I have It's just eye it. test, for me. It's just it's well, no, his like, slider doesn't look the same. Reason behind why it could be that. Why it could be that? I'm not sure. Again, I would need I to have, look. I have a reason. So there was something I that I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I've seen like a lot of people talk about that the older and how do I put this delicately? Larger. Fatter. Okay. Um, <laughs> chunkier, meatier, um, the bigger boys. The bigger boys. And the older boys, the older gentlemen, the older yes. lads are having their Little numbers trouble. are getting like worse right. because of the pitch, pitch clock, clock. Which I think that's like a real thing of like Manoa, like Burger Boy, just doesn't have the endurance. Hit the treadmill, to, buddy. Yeah, seriously. Um, I don't think they have like necessarily that endurance right. to be able to pitch. Right. Like, do, 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 do. Yeah. So, I definitely think that's could be part of it. It could be. Could be. Like, I yeah. think, like, that'll be just, like, an adjustment period for him. Hopefully, he doesn't adjust yet. Yeah. Um, Give it one more start. Just one, <laughs> one, one, one more start, Alec. Um, Yeah. I think that's going to be a no, win. No, definitely. Um, game three, Um, I think it's going to be a loss. Do I even have to mention the starter? Who's, who's the starter? Yes. Is it is it is it is it Clarky? No. Is it is it Johnny Burrito? No, it's Clark. I'm just messing with you. I see. Um, it's Kevin Gosman versus Clark Schmidt. Kevin Gosman on the year one and two, with a three six five ERA. Clark Schmidt is zero and one with an eight seven nine ERA. He let up. Let me get you the numbers from the Clark Schmidt game. Do, 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 do. He let up four, 
four runs in 3.2 innings and his ERA lowered. Wow. Yeah, he had a 8-8-4, if I remember correctly, from doing the lineup graphic um, before going into the start. And his ERA lowered. Yikes. Great, it was like a couple points, but like right. still, that's yeah, like... Yeah, you kind of just... It's a bit telling. And I mean... He, I don't think he's a he's starter. Not. I unless, think... I, I, I mentioned it, like, what, an episode ago? Maybe mm-hmm. two? I think it's... I think the Clark Schmidt experiment is... He just can't get out lefties. That's his thing. Right. I think that he has until Rodon comes back, or Sevy, whoever's... Whoever's first. I think Sevy's first. Right. He has until then. I think he still is valuable as a bullpen piece. I could see him as the Bawazga, um King type career path. Yeah. Where it's like they tried using the starters, did not work. You put them in the bullpen, let them like go off for one, two innings, and their stuff's electric. Yeah. I think that's what's gonna end up happening with him. Um but no, definitely. he's just his stuff doesn't Tra- it doesn't play translate well multiple times to the lineup. Right. Especially to lefties. Like I yeah. I'm pretty sure that like, every start there's like not been a lefty on the bench. Right. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like it's, it's, it's starting you can't to get lefties out. It it his weaknesses are starting to show and teams are starting to exploit it. And it's like pretty easily exploitable. exploitable. Like, right. You could sign like Joe Schmo from like a softball beer league and oh you're a left hander, you're in. Yeah. So it's like Yeah. I, but I think it, it, and it's to the point where there's literally no one else to replace him with, so yeah. you kind of just got to ride the wave. Because, yeah. like, guys like Will Warren, um, something Fitz, I forget his first name, and there's, like, one other guy. Their 8, 10, 11 prospects are all, like, double A. Yeah. They're not ready yet. Maybe at the end of the year they'll be ready if you need, but right now as it's currently constructed, they don't have the depth to, like, yeah. so it's, to like, you kind of just got to, like, you just gotta go with it. Yeah, so I'm definitely but. thinking this is a two or two out of three year. Yeah. Um, it just depends on if we get Domingo, um, bad stuff from on, or Domingo Rosengate from on. Right. It just really depends on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, if I'm Herman, I'm just cheating my ass off. <laughs> I'm che- if I get suspended, cool. But I have film to show teams. Look what I did before I got suspended. Mm. Yeah, I'm that guy now. You're that They'll give guy. me a hundred million dollar contract, and I'll give you a seven year A over the next four years. <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on you. Um, yeah, that's really all I yeah. got. You got any? No, I think. I think Gosman looks a little inflated because he kind of blew up in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be a tough matchup. Kikuchi has been better but better is not saying much considering what he's done the past couple years but no i think you said this is most probably a two out of three which Mm -hmm. i think you take two out of three you we're gonna coin it that's that's Mm -hmm. our term but i think you take that any day of the week Mm -hmm. especially as much as i feel like the blue jays might be struggling a little bit still a very good team Mm -hmm. so i think you always take it Two out of three, <laughs> and then you know, just keep that series win streak alive at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that I just wanted to note. Um, so I knew that he had good numbers versus Gosman. I wanted to like look them up. Um, Aaron Judge against Kevin Gosman is nine for twenty-four with three home runs and thirty-one plate appearances. He has a five sixteen on base percentage. Wow. Against Kevin Gosman. He is slugging 833, 375 average for a 131, 349 OPS. 
pretty good. Yeah, that's um. He also that, has two doubles. So what is that? That's five out of nine of his hits are extra bases right. against him. That'll play. Oh so, yeah, that, that'll play. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah. Just something to uh, keep notes. an eye on. Noble um, players. Aaron Judge has good numbers. Yes. Shocker. Shocker. Would have thought. Um. Yeah, that's really that's all really I got. It. Um. Yeah, right. we will we'll see, see you guys in Queens. in Queens where nothing controversial happens. No, we have nothing to talk about. Nothing. Right, see you there. Now entering Queens. Queens, where nothing happened at all. Nothing this at all. Week. The Mets had a very calm. Three regular, um, regular series in well. LA. Yes. Nothing to worry nothing, about. Nothing happened. But no something did happen. Situations. There was a sticky situation. There was a sticky situation. Which we'll get into. But first off, as always, injury update brought to you by Triborough MD. ICU. First off. Huh? Triborough MD ICU. ICU. Yeah. That, that's me. <laughs> I'm the ICU. First off, Tim LaCastro, 10-day IL with Back spasms. He was the corresponding move for Brett Beatty. I don't think he's actually hurt. I want to say that does sound like a thing. It like sounds like a phantom IO. But I also want to say that he had back problems with the Yankees. Right. So maybe it is an issue. But regardless, he was the corresponding move for Beatty. Maybe they just wanted to like punt it another couple days mm. to really figure out who they want to kind of keep up here or, well, send down for Beatty. Um, Jacob DeGrom, oh, wait, sorry. We don't do that anymore. I don't have to worry about that. My bad. Carlos Carrasco, he went on the 15-day IL with elbow inflammation. He received an injection, and he's going to be shut down for about three to five days. But another update came out, I believe, yesterday or the day before that. He has a bone chip in his elbow, mm. which might require surgery. So the plan is hopefully the injection kind of soothes it, yeah. I guess. By the way, just to cut you off really quick, he had a finger injury in 2021, a knee injury in 2021. He had a lat injury in 2022. The Castro? Yeah. Okay. So like okay. lat, back, Maybe. Wh whatever. Maybe. Just right. wanted to note that. But hopefully Carrasco doesn't miss too much time. He did miss time with a bone chip. Um... He had surgery going into 2022. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, a bone chip in the elbow. So hopefully, I mean, that might kind of tell why he's been pitching so poorly. Mm -hmm. But again, we'll see. Yeah, that kind of sounds like it hurts. Yeah. Having a chip of bone. Right, just in your elbow, kind of just sitting there. But lastly, Justin Verlander, he's going to be put on a five-day schedule. So he's going to do a bullpen, rest for five days, rehab start, rest for five days, so it looks like he's not going to be back until May, which is a little later than expected, but it seems that they kind of just wanted to get him into a rhythm. But that's it. No more injury updates brought to you by the Tribal MD. So let's get into the games. So the Mets took two out of three from the L.A. Dodgers, which is in always LA. great. Yeah, in LA. in L.A., which is always great. The Dodgers are still a very good team, regardless of what you want to say about them. But game one. David Peterson, he had a very weird start. Mm. I mean, his line looks bad, but 
Six innings pitched, seven hits, six earned runs, zero walks, six strikeouts. I mean... We'll get into it, but I think a lot of that was on Buck. Maybe, maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. into that later. I th- a lot of it came from Freddie Freeman, who would have thought he hit two home runs off of Peterson. That was about half of the runs he gave up was from Freeman. He hung a couple sliders. He had some poor fastball choices, but we'll talk about that in a few. Dustin May, who was having a really good year coming to the series, the Mets kind of rough, roughed him around a little bit. Five and two-thirds, five earned runs. Mm. Seemed to get under his skin a little bit. He looked a little flustered, a little leprechaun. He got a little red. I but just realized Gingergard and Cindergard are on are the now, same they're team. On the same I, just, team. I just realized that. I know. For those that don't know, when uh, uh, May got called up, his nickname was Gingergard because right. he was like Because of the hair. And like, yeah. yeah. But quick scoring summary. Daniel Vogelback hit his first home run, his two-run home run. McNeil with an RBI single. Vogelback with an RBI ground out. Brett Beatty in his first game back in the majors, an RBI single. In a t- down 0-2, by the way. Yeah. Very good plate discipline and very good at bat from Beatty. Then the Lindor RBI ground out and the Alonzo RBI single. The Mets ended up winning 8-6. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bullpen, not bad. Brooks Raley pitched an inning in two-thirds. Probably left in a little too long, in my opinion. Mm. It seemed Buck wanted to try to get two innings out of him. Drew Smith came in and finished that inning. Then Adovino got the save by also help with best center fielder in baseball, Brandon Nimmo. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Have you met Isaiah Connor falafa Sorry, sorry. He's, I forgot I kept oh, his making. 14th percentile outs above average? Come on now. Sorry, my bad. Adovino got the save, close it out. Overall, Dustin May, 18 innings, three earned runs in his previous three starts. And the Mets got him for five runs in less than six innings. Mm. Love it. And going back to Peterson, like I said, he hung a couple sliders. You don't do that to Freddie Freeman. Yeah, no, that <laughs> or sounds like... Max Muncy. Yeah. Or waiver wire pickup from the catcher. I, I forgot his name. I think it was Austin Wins. Wins. So, yeah, they, they picked him up. The Dodgers picked him up on waivers like a day before the game. And then he had a two-run double. So some poor sequencing. When you, have a, when you have a guy that's out, so you need a spot start in fantasy, and then he just goes off. Yeah, seriously. But uh, I think Peterson pitched a lot better than his stat line shows, mm. and I think it was just a great offensive showing. But going on to game two, Tyler McGill versus Clayton Kershaw. Tyler McGill, five innings pitched, seven hits, three earned runs, four walks, yikes, four Ks. All three earned runs came from J.D. Martinez. So, just dingers. Just dinger Martinez. So, not bad. How's he on the year? Well, it's a bit inflated now since he had a really good series against the Mets. Mm -hmm. But going into it, he was kind of just average. Like, nothing spectacular. Tigers, JD. Like last year, JD. Clayton Kershaw. The Mets saw prime Clayton Kershaw this game. Seven shutout innings. I mean, it, it's yeah. Kershaw. You can't really do anything there. Seven shutout innings, three hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, nine strikeouts. Mm. Kershaw just looked like Kershaw. I mean, what are you going to do? Scoring summary, there is none. The bullpen. Scoring summary. Yeah. The bullpen, Curtis kind of had a second clunker in a row. 
one inning pitched, two hits, two earned runs, one walk. Not great, but not terrible by any means. I think he's kind of just coming back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Low regression back to the mean type of thing. And then overall, Clayton Kershaw is a Hall of Famer. Mm. That's it. <clears throat> On to game three. Not, oh, hyperbole. You say best pitcher of the generation. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, he's had his issues of health. But he's when, still, when he's on, yeah, this is what he does. Yeah. But game three. Oh boy, Max Scherzer versus Noah Syndergaard, old friend. Oh, Syndergaard always has controversies. Yeah. It must be something about him. Yes, it has to be about Syndergaard. So Max Scherzer, three innings pitched, one hit, two walks, three Ks. Now you might be asking yourself, three innings? What happened? Did he get hurt? He must have hit that wall. That he, he, yeah, about. he must have just didn't have it that year. No. He got thrown out for foreign substances, for sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a few. But Noah Syndergaard, he pitched a lot better than I expected. Six in innings, five hits, two runs, two walks, two Ks. Mm. Not the Syndergaard that I used to know, but definitely still – Valuable and that was still like, five, like that's been like five years ago. I like know. that's not he's just not that guy. No, he's not. And like I mean, look, two strikeouts in six innings. That's I mean, it's 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 sad, but like look, he's still getting outs. So good for him. Happy for him. Uh, quick scoring summary: uh, Red hot Brandon Nimmo hit his first home run off of Syndergaard. Tommy Pham sack fly and a can of two run double, and the Mets won five to three. Over overall, it was a good game. And I feel like it kind of just gets overshadowed by Scherzer's ejection. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about that now? I have something else to talk we about. Can, you want to get into it right now? It, it, it's your section. You All own right. this section. All right. Let, let's start off the good. A, a little bit of the good. I think, you want to? I feel like you do bad then good. Bad then like good. Even on like okay. Because it's a two out of you took two out of three. You want to leave yes. it on a positive note going into you won last night. Right. Spoiler. Spoiler. But. It's fine. So, spoiler: If you didn't see the game last night, we won. Yes. You know the thing that happened. We're spoiling something that happened in the past. Yes. So we'll get into the Scherzer ejection, and oh boy. So I'll give you a little timeline. So he was checked after the second inning. You know the regular foreign substance check by the umpires. You know, touch your hands, cross your hands, touch the glove, all that good stuff. He was asked to wash. Yeah, turn yourself turn around. Yourself That's around. what's all about. He was asked to wash off the rosin, which is the rosin bag you see behind the mound, which pitchers use. To kinda, it kind of dries out your hand. Yeah, you little push, 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 push. It dries out your hand so you just get more like, grip on the baseball. Mm. So he was, the umpire thought he had a little too much on his hand, so he was asked to wash it off with alcohol in front of an MLB official. He was checked before the third inning. Same issue. Too much rosin. They, I think they said there's too much in the glove, mm. which if you have a baseball that's filled with rosin and you put it in your glove and you take it out, you put it in your glove, it's almost as if it's going to build up. So they wanted him to change his glove, change his glove. He was checked before the fourth issue, fourth issue, fourth inning, same issue. Then he got ejected because too much rosin, it's too sticky. Whatever. Did he get ejected for that or because he was arguing? He got ejected because of it was too sticky. That was such a late ejection then. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, whatever. It's because they gave him like a chance to wash it off, I guess, which he did. 
he washed his hands with alcohol in front of an MLB yeah. official. So the umpire crew directed him to wash with alcohol, then wash, watched him wash it with alcohol. And I think David Cohn mentioned this in the broadcast l- last night. With alcohol, if you mix it with rosin, it can make it a bit stickier. But if it can make it stickier, why are you telling him to wash his hands with alcohol? Because it does get rid of rosin, but it also dries out your hand. Yeah. It's rubbing alcohol. And if you have a dry hand and you use rosin, it's going to get stickier, it's going to get tackier. So why would you tell him to wash his hands with alcohol if it's going to get stickier? So he got suspended 10 games. He's not going to appeal because, A, for scheduling, just get it out of the way. You know, he's going to miss probably one start against the Nationals. You can mess around the rotation to make it right. so you only miss one game. Right. And he should be back for a series against Atlanta. Yeah. So that's huge. And B, he's not appealing because the hearing would have been in front of an MLB official, no. not like a neutral not arbitrator. A jury of your peers. No, nothing neutral. It's going to be an MLB official. So it's basically he's just the umpire's playing judge, jury, and execution. Right. He's prolonging the inevitable. So it's one of those things where just get it out of the way. It doesn't make sense hmm. because he's just fighting a losing battle. The only reason I could see. For appealing is to make it so that when, by the time he would get suspended, Verlander would be back. Right. That's the only reason. That's what I thought as well. But but it's either way. It's either like, way, it just sucks. Rip the bandaid off. Exactly. Now, the umpire who rejected him, Mister Phil Cuzzy, is the only umpire to eject people or pitcher because of foreign substances. Mm. There's been three um, occurrences, I guess. Including Scherzer. Phil Cousy was a part of all of them. Yeah. Why is this guy the only guy throwing everybody out? It, it just doesn't... And it brings me to another thing. Domingo Herman had the same issue. And he got yeah. two, three chances to wash his hands or whatever it was. Yeah, it just... So now the question is, what's the proper way to go about this? Is it the way it happened with Herman? Or is it the way it happened with Scherzer? I think it should be the way that happened to Herman. If like right, but you get a chance to wash it, and then he gets another chance to wash it, and then he gets another chance to wash it. But Scherzer gets one chance, maybe two, and then they eject him. I think part of it could be is that Scherzer was a lot more animated, and that could have just like Phil because it could have just been soft. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like yeah. two different guys, and like right. it could have been like so it could have really been because. Because he was being soft, it's like, no, 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 I wasn't being soft. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like save face. And I think it was the crew chief who said it after the game, which is, this is complete bullshit, by the way. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but basically he was saying that they touched his hands and it was so sticky that their hands were sticking to his hands. And then after they let go of his hands, their own hands are sticking to each other. You think this motherfucker is Spider-Man? I was literally thinking Spider-Man, Like, bro. what's going on? Like, this is such a hyperbole. Like, oh, my God, they're sticking to his hands. But then you watch Scherzer. Like, he's touching his own hands, and they're not sticking. So what's the deal? And these quotes are not from the umpires, like, directly. Yeah. They're from a, a what? A pool reporter? Union or, like... Something like that. It's not from them directly. It's basically, like, 
Oh, yeah, he said this. Like, no, I want to hear from the umpire. There needs to be more accountability across baseball Yes, yes. And I think Ken Rosenthal was on a different podcast. His podcast? I I don't know if it's his podcast. Maybe it was the Chris Rose podcast. I forget. He's on it a lot. Whatever. Yeah. He's talking that in the official MLB rulebook, rosin is technically an illegal substance. If used too much. So rosin is legal, but if you use it too much, it's illegal. But how much is... But how much is illegal? That's what I hate. That's what I was talking about the box earlier in the check swings. If you're suspending a guy and you're going to almost attack his integrity Mm. and you're going to find him and you're suspending him, it cannot be based off something subjective. subjective. And it's not if if it's like somewhat subjective, like there's a little gray area. Okay, sure. But this is like this is like oh, I thought his hands was too sticky, so I yeah. ejected. No, no, that's not how it should work. There could have been stuff on your hands that made that activated exactly. the rods and more that could have exactly. And the other thing that I saw, I believe Scherzer was playing around with the pitch com mm. and like taping it to his glove. So what if it was just tape residue? Yeah. And you're throwing him out because of this. And Scherzer was so adamant that, you know, he wasn't using anything. It was just rosin. I mean. His kids hearing Yeah, he message. was swearing on his kids' lives, sweating rosin, sweating rosin, sweating rosin. Which I should explain. The way rosin works with sweat is you have rosin in your hand, and then you get sweat from your arms, your hair, whatever. And you kind of just like... It activates it, it. Yeah. It like makes it the tackiness. Yes. So you kind of rub it around the ball and you get a better grip on it. And I hate to admit it, but Trevor Bauer had this like three years ago when he signed for the Dodgers and all the sticky stuff st- things were coming out. Is this illegal? Yeah. He did rosin and then he got sweat. And you could see that the ball was kind of sticking to his hand. So how are you as an umpire... Su- Supposed to tell the difference between too much rosin and something else like spider tack. Mm. And then you look at his underlying numbers. His velocity wasn't up. It was like 0.2, 0.3. His RPM wasn't up, which is like the spin on his pitches. It was up like 50, which 60. Which is like, that's the key. Right. Spin is like the biggest indicator, I guess. It's like, a, like on off speed, it'll jump up like three, four hundred. Right. It's like someone's using sticky stuff. But it was up like 50, 60. Yeah. Which is. That's like the weather going from 87 to 85. Right. That's just how you're feeling on a day. How's the yeah. weather? Blah, blah, blah. Speaking of the Especially weather. Especially in LA. Exactly. LA's hot. You're really? going to sweat. Yeah. And if you're using rosin and you're sweating a lot. It's going to become tackier Especially and tackier. Especially used to, like, New York weather where it's, like, right. not as hot. You're going to sweat more because you're not as used to the weather. Exactly. And it's just so frustrating that Scherzer has to go through this because he's been such a big part of, like, the union. And he's been very vocal about how he doesn't like the rule. Like, literally, he Do was... Do you think on, that could be part of it? He, he was kind of, like, targeted. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't put it past Manfred or the umpires or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> kind of make like like make oh a, you're attacking us, right? Because earlier in the week he was on the Chris Rose podcast talking exactly what happened, like how are umpires supposed to know the difference? Mm. He talked so he would like like Scherzer said he would have to be an absolute idiot to try to pull something like this. Yeah, 
so it's just frustrating. And now he's going to be gone for 10 games. He's going to miss a start. And thankfully, the Mets won that game. Mm. But if I mean, you lost, and you lost the series because of that in that one game. Right. Because you, you guys and the Braves tied last year right. for the division. If that game, you could look back and be like, oh. You oh, know, if like we that won that game. game. Yeah. I mean, look, there's no telling, whatever, but it's frustrating. I mean, thankfully, they won the game because Jimmy Yacobonis is amazing. He's the one that, who came in yeah, after Scherzer. Amazing name to say. But it's just extremely frustrating and and it's even more frustrating that he's not going to get, like, a neutral hearing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just setting himself up for failure if he appeals, which I think is absolute bullshit. Yeah. But it's just extremely frustrating. It's one of those things where you figure it out. Like. Do your job. Right. Like, fix the rules. Make it more less subjective. Like, I think Scherzer said he thinks these things should be kind of behind closed doors. Kind of like the checking and like not the, a spectacle, right? Like what happened? Like if you guys watched the game, oh, I get TV time, Ooh. right? He, he, Scherzer was like up in arms, yelling, very, very Scherzer like, and it's just frustrating. It it really I is, agree. and it's I think it it just goes back to MLB as a whole, and. Jerry Blevins talked about this on the post game. Mm. When he came up to the majors, he had no idea where the ball was going. Like, he didn't have a good grip on the ball. So, he just found, when he came up is when he found out about the sweat and the rosin and everything. Because the ball that's made for MLB has like a little film over it that doesn't let you get a good grip, but the rosin kind of breaks down that film. Mm-hmm. So, you would think... That's why guys like balls that are, like, scoffed or, like... Right. And you would think, like, in Japan, their ball comes with already, like, a substance on it to help with grip. Mm-hmm. It seems like an easy solution. Yeah, to start no making brainer. the ball with... I don't exactly know how Japan does it, but make a ball that has something on it that helps with the grip. But it's an extremely frustrating situation. It is what it is at this point. So we're going to miss Scherzer for about a start. He'll come back for Atlanta, hopefully pitch that last game. Can I say one thing? Yeah. Or are you done with like, no, I'm, that? No, that was so, basically it. So um, there was one thing I saw about like regarding the Herman situation. The reason why – because uh, Scherzer was using um, rosin in the dugout as well, right? Yes, yes. So, I totally forgot about that. Um, a reason why teams are doing that is because teams are arguing like, oh, yeah, like the pitch clock is making it so they don't have time to apply rosin. So they need to do it in the dugout. Right. But then it's a thing of, is the rosin different? Right. Because it's not on the mound. You can't see what they're doing exactly. Like, should there right. be someone that's watching? Like, literally just like an umpire, their job is just to, like, sit watch. there right here, watch the rosin. Yeah. But then it's also another thing of, like, who says that Scherzer doesn't just, like, go into his bag to, like, grab a cup of water when he, or his water bottle when he's grabbing his water bottle. He just hands yeah, in, little, like, the bag. Blah, right, blah. little whatever. So it's like this is just such a and you're not so allowed to go into the dugout and get that rosin, and yet Domingo Herman was yeah. allowed, but then Scherzer does it and it's an issue. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little like jab at him, kind of like, hey. And also it just being softest umpire on the planet other than Angel Hernandez. Yeah, um, but regardless, I'm sure 
everyone's heard different things about it and different perspectives, so we'll just Leave move on from that. Now. It's frustrating, but it is what it is at this point. But on to the good news. I want to talk about David Peterson. So first off, I'm going to get a little nerdy, pull out some numbers. It, it, it's time. It's nerdy time. So he does not have great season stats. Mm. And it's telling because six innings, six earned runs, not great. Mm. So he has a 3.56 expected FIP. Mm. What that means is expected FIP or XFIP takes into account home run to fly ball ratio and uses league average. So league average is 10.5, meaning for, I believe, for every 10.5 fly balls. For every 1,000 fly balls, 105 of them would be home runs. Right. So the league average is 10.5%. David Peterson is at 31.3%. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where expected fit takes into account that he's not going to have a 31% home run to fly ball rate for the entire year. Mm-hmm. He's going to regress back to the mean. So what expected fit does is puts his numbers into perspective if he had that regular 105 mm. rate. And a 3.5 fit is solid. Great for, for your like fifth starter. That's yeah, pretty solid. Exactly. So I think he's getting a little not necessarily unlucky, but I think there's some regression to the mean waiting to happen. Mm. And another thing I've noticed, his positive sl- regression to the mean. Yeah, positive regression. Another thing I noticed is his pitches. So his in 2022, his out pitch was his slider. So I'm going to talk about run pitch run values. So what that means is. Zero is an average pitch. If it's minus two, that means that pitch gets two plus more outs, or it's like two less runs scored than league average. Right. It's that pitch. it's a better pitch in the negative. It's yes. a worse pitch in the positive. Pitcher stuff is always negative better, positive worse. Right. So his slider in 2022 had a negative five run value. This year it has a plus five run value. Mm. So very stark difference. He doesn't really have that out pitch. Mm-hmm. And his slider is getting hit hard. Mm-hmm. So I looked into it, and he has a little less vertical and a little less horizontal movement overall. So he's not exactly getting the same bite, I guess you want to call it. Or not as he, much movement. Yeah. Put it lightly, he's not getting as much movement as he was in 2022 when he had a really solid year. That could be the difference of dotting it and hanging it right down the middle. Exactly, which he did a couple times to Freeman, to Muncie, to Austin Wins. And then another thing is his fastball is getting smoked. He's never been known as like a good fastball guy. He sits like 94, 93, 94, but his fastball has a plus three run value. Mm. So it's getting hit pretty hard mm. comparatively. On the other side, his changeup has actually been pretty good. It, his tra- he wasn't he's known as a fastball slider guy, but his changeup's been pretty solid. He has a negative four run value mm-hmm. on his changeup, so I think it's one of those things where he just needs some minor adjustments. You know, fix that slider, kind of get it back to the form last year. Kind of mess with your repertoire, like how much you're throwing specific pitches. Right, throw the fastball less. 
maybe throw change up more, maybe like a sinker change up type. And I think I still am very high on him. I feel like that's been pretty prevalent. So I think he's still going to be very solid. But as of right now, that I like looking at expected stats to tell how a pitcher is faring and how mm. he's going to look for the future. But the stats are the stats. If he's not producing, he's not. But I think there is, this is the bright side to look at, and I think he's just going to go up from here. Mm-hmm. But moving on from that, let the kids play. Like, they're already sitting Beatty against lefties. And how is he supposed to get better against lefties? If your issue with him is him not hitting against lefties, how is he supposed to get better hitting against lefties if he's not going to be played against lefties? You're not strong enough to do a certain activity, but we're not going to let you work out to get stronger. Exactly. It's extremely frustrating. You're, I, I've said it multiple times. If you're calling them up, you're going to let them play. Same thing with Alvarez. He's barely catching. And at this point, it's one of those things where are you, like, stunting his growth? Mm-hmm. You're not letting him catch. You're not letting him get at-bats. At so what's the deal? I know Buck is an older guy. He's going to play the veterans over the rookies nine times out of ten, I would think. But these guys are your top two prospects, and you're barely playing them. I know Beatty was just called up. I don't mind him sitting against Kershaw because Kershaw is just, like we said earlier, one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher of this generation. Mm-hmm. And he's a lefty, so I get it. But Definitely spo- the best lefty yeah. pitcher, I would say, about Jeff. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he sat the first game versus the Giants against Sean Manaya, who's a lefty. It's frustrating. Manaya isn't that good of a lefty, so I would have liked to see him there. But it's to the point where I think you just need to play them. It's simple. Do you think part of it could be um, Oracle's not that forgiving to lefties? Right. Like that may be part. I'm just trying to like maybe, but if he's gonna establish himself as a major leaguer, it he's, gonna, he's gonna play in Oracle Park. Yeah, you know, so it's one of those things. He just he needs to play. So does Alvarez. So I think Buck said that he's gonna play tonight. Both of them are gonna play tonight. So that's good to hear. But just play them. Um, I don't want to see. I love Nito. He can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Yeah. And Escobar had a good game. Spoiler alert. But still. Beatty should be playing. Alvarez should be playing. Looking ahead to the San Francisco Giants series. Mm, game one is going to be a good one. Yeah. I'm predicting a Mets win. Yeah? Um, Me too. I am predicting a... What are you, what are you predicting? I'm predicting a... Uh, a 9-4 win, would you say? I would definitely go 9-4. Yeah. I think that the Mets are going to score three runs in the seventh inning. That is my prediction. I'm going to okay. say about 13 hits. Okay. They played the first game already. This is a bit late. I know. We're sorry. <laughs> but that game was Kodai Sanga versus Sean Manaya. Oh, we got 9-4. They won 9-4. They won 9-4. Spoiler I'm not, alert. I'm that smart. But we'll get into that next episode. Sanga Manaya was the first game. Tonight, Joey Lucchese is making his debut this year against Anthony Desclafani. Oh, we, got, we got some Italian stallions got on the bum. Italian stallion. But Lucchese, just coming off Tommy John, he's been really good in the minors so far. Probably going to take Carrasco's spot, and then they'll figure out who the hell to replace Every with inning. Scherzer. What, you think you're better than me? I am better than you. No, I'm better than you. Yeah. I'm just going back and forth. One, one, one strikeout, two strikeouts, three strikeouts. But no. Makes the catcher drop the ball so you can get four, you get four strikeouts. strikeouts. 
but I'm very interested to see how Luke Chasey looks. Uh, again, he's been really good in the minors, and he was solid in 2021 when he was up. Uh, just a notable player against Descalfani. Lindor's hitting 533 in 15 at-bats with three home runs. So small, uh, small sample size, but three uh, home runs and 15 at-bats. Yeah, but Lindor's not that guy. He doesn't yeah. have the grit to him. No, he doesn't have the X grit. His expected grit is His in the fifth grit. percentile. <laughs> Uh, third, third game, David Peterson, my guy, versus Logan Webb. Um, I think Oracle Park is a little more pitcher-friendly, I would say. Definitely. So maybe we'll start seeing that positive regression this start. Mm-hmm. I he think gave up, what, three home runs to lefties? You're not giving up three home runs to lefties unless yeah. you try to in that ballpark. Right. Especially as a lefty. Right. So Logan Webb, 0-4 to start the year, but he has really solid numbers. Uh, some notable players. Um, I want Beatty to play, but Escobar is hitting 308 in 13 at bats, and Marte is hitting 375 in eight at bats. So small sample size, but something to look at. Forgot to mention, Marte is dealing with neck stiffness, so he is day to day. He not, did not play in game one. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he's back tonight, but we'll see how that goes. And then game four, Sunday night game. Tyler McGill versus To Be Determined. To Be Determined, a very good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the Mets are about evenly split against To Be Determined. They have not won or, nor lost a game. <laughs> they have not scored a run, but they have also not struck out Ever. Exactly. Tyler McGill is coming off a decent start against the Dodgers. Uh, again, all his runs from the last start came from J.D. Martinez. So this is, I would say, a weaker Giants lineup. So... Looking for good stuff from McGill, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the last piece of the West Coast trip, and then the Mets are back in New York against mm-hmm. the Nationals starting next week. Thank God, because I'm getting tired of staying up till one in the morning to watch these games. As good games as they've been, uh-huh. but I'm tired. I won't yeah. sleep. But Scherzer's situation is frustrating. Play the kids. Nimmo's on fire. Love to see it. No. That's all I got. That's all I, I don't got. That's all you got? All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys yep. for watching. Remember to subscribe, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we'll see yeah. you in the next one. All right. See you guys. See ya.